host, Genesis Elijah. Today, we're going to kind of um, continue on what we did on the introduction podcast. We're not really going to get into like any anything practical because I feel like I didn't really go deep enough into the psychology of what it takes um, to be a creative, to be a successful creative. I don't think we, we dug deep enough in the last episode. We kind of just touched on it. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into that. And then what we'll do from next from um, the next podcast is we'll go deeper into real practical elements of of being a being an artist, being a rapper, being a creative, and being successful at it. So, um, I guess like the the best place to start is what does success mean to you? And everyone has their their versions of of what success is as a as a creative but i feel the if you can really drill down into what it means to be successful that's really going to help you on your on your roadmap to that place again everybody has different definitions um i, I kind of touched on it last episode where my original definition of success really was the the people in my in my peer group or kind of above I guess I, I wanted them to respect me as a lyricist respect me as a rapper and that was really my first goal and I, I got that really quick probably in my kind of like my first year or two of jumping off the porch and, and really being outside the rappers that I looked up to were like yeah nah man this this kid's got it so that was really like my first goal or idea of what success was um and obviously that changed quite quickly personally my idea of success has always been I'd I'd say a lot of it has been financial I'd say it's kind of like a a 60-40 split the financial side to the artistic side so obviously I want to make good music but I've always been very good at kind of compartmentalizing those two sides of things so for me I'm like when I'm in a studio or I'm in I'm in creative creative mode all I'm thinking about is how to make the best music and I'm not thinking about how it's gonna how it's gonna sell or how it's gonna do numbers wise um, or anything like that and I think some of that kind of has to do with how I started off in music or when I started off in music when I started none of that stuff was an option we never we never had any um, fantasies about being charting artists or making any sort of charts or anything like that. We we were underground artists. We knew we were underground. We knew our place. So any any ideas of like hitting certain numbers was was never it was never in 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 my mind or anyone else around me. The only time it really kind of got into the only time numbers became important was when we started selling mixtapes. And again, it wasn't about how many mixtapes we sold. It was about how much money we made from selling mixtapes. So I think that really shaped the way I I, I viewed success. Um, you're also going to have a lot of people around you who are going to dictate what success should be. So from a young age, we go to school. They tell us to work hard at school so we can get a good job. Um, and a good job is a job that pays well. 
So from a young age, we we understand what it means to... <laughs> we understand what, what success is. And success for most people means money. And it's really hard to step out of that um, ideal or to live your life in a way where you're not affected by those around you. You're going to have your parents, your friends and family saying to you, yo, I like this little thing you do, this cute little creative outlet, hobby, but you know what I mean? Where's the money? Like, how are you going to pay your rent? So you you kind of, in your, in your own mind, man, you kind of have to justify what you're doing and you're going to have to justify that not only to people around you, but to yourself. So for me, again, man, my thing was always financial. So I never felt, I never felt successful until I made money. That, that's, the, that's just the fact of it. Um, within the creative community, again, I felt successful because I told you what my goals were. And I knew that the, the, the music I was making was, was good. People were enjoying it. And... I obviously I like that but that never gave me a feeling of success that was just like you know this is what we do you like my music all good um I never felt successful until I got to the the, the place where in my mind that I'd set up for myself like yeah I've reached I've reached that that part and again it's, it's really that's really personal but it it being personal means you should you should have a clear idea. I had a clear idea where I wanted to go with it and what I wanted to achieve with it. And again, once once I hit that goal, then it changed. But um, I'm I'm very comfortable now in in telling people, yo, I'm a rapper. And let me go back a little bit, yeah. So when I was again, man, like being age has something to do with it as well. Because when I was a lot younger, telling people I was a rapper, I'm an up and coming artist. There was definitely no shame in that. Because I'm, I'm 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. Like, you're supposed to be in that space where you're trying to find yourself. Even though I did have responsibilities, you know what I mean? I had kids and all that, but I was still in a place where I'm still trying to find myself. And I had a lot of support from my wife as well. Um, to be able to, like, follow my dream, follow my passion. And, and not really feeling the weight of, yo, okay, this this needs to be something you you need to get a real job I would say that those years that were really hard were from probably the age of like maybe 30 to 35 were the real tough years because those were the years where it was like right all this stuff you've been talking about and all this all this stuff you've been rapping about one day I'm gonna make it one day I'm gonna make it well that one day has come and gone. So, you know what I mean? Where is where is this this uh, this goal, this trophy? Where is it? You said you were gonna get it. Where is it? You really believed it. Where is it? You've been te- you've been telling us about it for over a decade now. Where is it? So, those were really hard years, and they really shouldn't have been. But again, it's you're you're kind of. Um, you come under the gaze of society and society tells you you should be in certain places by certain certain times when you reach a certain age. And we joke about it, man. We, you see the memes about um, it was careers day and my dad came in handing out mixtapes and, and stickers, right? And it's funny because it's like, 
we kind of have that idea like, yeah, you should have made it already, bro. But that's just not how real life works. And it's also funny how we we really, we're a lot harsher with like, um, when it comes to rap music. So kind of, I'm, I'm kind of bouncing around here, but when I was in my mid, in my early to mid 30s, yeah, and again, financially, I'm not where I want to be. And people ask me what I do. I would never really say a rapper. I would mention all the other things I did. I did a, I, I did a lot of stuff. And I would mention that, you know, I do this, I do that, I rap, I da 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 right? Because for me to just go, if I just said, yeah, I'm a rapper, and then they'd be like, <clears throat> okay, like, you, you, well, you're obviously not, not big because, you know what I mean, you're still struggling. Maybe you should do some other stuff. So I kind of had that in my head, whereas now I'm, I'm, I'm financially stable and people ask me what I do, I tell them I'm a rapper and I leave it there. There is, there is loads of other things that I do, but at the same time, I don't feel to even push anything else because when you see me and you ask, and you ask that question, chances are we're going to be in, in very similar positions. So if I'm in the same restaurant you're in, you know what I mean? You know what it costs to be here. You ask me what I do, I tell you what I do. You know what you do, you know what you make, so you can figure out, you know what I mean? Or we live in the same neighbourhood, we drive the same cars. Like So to, to me, my, my, my idea of what success is, is very like hung up on the material side of things. Um, and again, I don't think that's 100% healthy. I had a discussion earlier with a friend. And we were talking about this and yeah, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't think it's a, it's a healthy way to be, but it's just the way I was, I was raised really. Um, and that's what kind of, that, that was where the drive came from to get to this place that I am. I, that was the goal for me. Um, as far as the financial side, like I said, it's, it's 60, 40. I'm still always pushing for the music to be better. I'm still always pushing for the art. And I feel I feel like now I'm definitely pushing more towards the art side of things because I feel like I don't even need I don't have to I don't have to worry about money anymore, and I'm not going on like I'm some millionaire. Far from it. I'm just comfortable. So before where I was in a position where I had to make music that made money because I needed the money from music. Now it's, it's a, I'm in a very different position. I don't need the money for music, so I can just make music because I want to make music. And that's a, a really cool, cool place to, to be for me. But again, you gotta find out, you know, what what what's your what's your version of success? And then we get to the next part, dealing with rejection. Um there's a line Roots Maneuver said, it's true they don't know about my years of my my what did he say? True they don't know about the X amount of heartbreak, years of no dough. Like that line was always like heavy in my head coming up. And it's true. And, and I'm, I mention it a lot in my music now. People don't know. People only see the highlights. They don't know about the rejection. And that's something that you have to become almost immune to. That's got to just, you know what I mean? It's part of the game. You're going to get way more no's than you are yeses. And it, we're going to come on to another part later when we talk about comparison. And sometimes you feel like everyone else is getting yeses, but I'm getting no's. Like, what? Like why is that? I'll see, I'll see flyers. Even today, today I saw a flyer for Outlook Festival 
and I'm seeing bare names in it and being like, like not being funny, man, but I'm bigger than a lot of these artists, but I'm never, like I've never got a call for Outlook. Never, ever, not once, not Outlook party over in Croatia, not a UK Outlook. Like whoever's in charge of Outlook just doesn't see me. When they look out, they do not see me. Um, so you, you kind of go, maybe like, why, why, why not? Why not me? You you get them nose, man. It's just one of them things. Okay, cool. Whatever. Other people get yeses. You get nose. Okay, cool. Get over it. Yeah, you have to get used to getting them nose and just moving past it. Um, you can't let that stuff get you down because what happens is, it's like it's so a lot a lot of the stuff I learned from life came from basketball, man. Basketball was really one of my first loves, and in basketball, you're gonna take a shot. And if you miss the shot and go, oh, I missed the shot, man. And you know what I mean? You get down because you missed the shot. What happens is it affects the rest of your game. You don't get back on defense quick enough. Like you're just, you're, you're, not in your, you're not in your rhythm. You have to be in a position where you take the shot and you miss it and you go, okay, whatever. And you get back on D. You get back working. You get back in your rhythm. You find your tempo. And a lot of times people get rejected and they let it affect the next moves that they make. Your, your job as a creative is once you get those no's is it's just a no cool let's move on we go to the next um like even when i used to sell cds i used to tell myself all the time it's a numbers game like selling cds yeah selling mixtapes on the street was one of the greatest things i ever did because it taught me so much about myself about others and just about life in general we would stand there with our with our cds we might have 50 cds in the bag you're gonna approach 10, 20 people and you might get no's every time. Yo, yo, bro, you like hip-hop music? You want to check out my CD? Did it? Nah, I'm good, man. All right, cool. What what you would get, some people would do is they would they would approach somebody and they would say, yo, do you want to check out my CD? And the person would say no. And then they'd be like, ah, fuck you then. You know what I mean? Or have the attitude of like, yeah, like, all right, don't worry about it, man. Go, get lost anyway. You're broke. Like, that, that kind of attitude. And then, that would, again, just carry them on. And those people would never last in it. My thing was always, yo, do you want to check the CD out? No, nah, I'm good, man, I'm good. All right, cool, man, no worries, man. Bless, man, have a good day. Like, the amount of times people would come back and be like, you know what, man, let me check this out. And again, it was just a numbers game. Even if you had those 20 no's, yeah, the 21 to 21st person would be like, yeah, what you, what you got, man? Let me hear this, let me check this out. So... It, dealing with with rejection became became automatic, man. It became a habit, and it and it taught me to just get the rejection, don't take it personally, move on, and 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 be, have a positive attitude when when asking the next person, yo, can you can you help me? Can you support me? Because a lot of times in this game, that's really what you're doing. When you're asking to collab with somebody, you're saying, yo, I've got this project, I've got this song. I would love for you to help and support me because I see what you're doing. And again, a lot of times you're going to get in the nose. Nah, man, I can't really do that right now. And you may not even understand why this other artist is saying no to you. Sometimes it might be a money thing. Okay, cool. If I pay the money, you'll do the, you'll do the track. But other times it might be just, nah, you're just, you're just not there yet. Me doing a song with you right now on the path that I'm on is not really going to help me. And at the moment, I'm in a place where I need all the help I can get. I can't help you right now because I'm doing something. And, you know what I mean? People are, I've been on both sides of this. I've been when I've, where I've asked artists for, for collabs who are big, big artists and they've just told me, 
uh, yeah, nah, like publicly, they might even say yes. I've had artists do this publicly, like on Twitter, like, yeah, man, let's do something. And then I've hit them up in the DMs, yo, I just, you know what I mean? You just said you wanted to work with me, like, I'm, I'm ready. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, um, well, you know, not right now. I'm in a different cycle right now, but yeah, hit me back in a couple of months. And then it just, it never happened. So that, I've seen it be on that side and I've had people holler at me and been like, yo, um, can we do some stuff together? And to be fair, most times I'll say yes, but there have been times where I've been just like, you're just not on what I'm doing right now. I'm 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 really trying to do the drum and bass thing, the garage thing, the jungle thing, and you want me to do hip hop. And at the moment, I'm just not feeling that. I'm not in that space. That might be the reason. But again, it's dealing with rejection, and that's something you gotta get used to. And um, brush it off, man. Brush the dirt off your shoulder. Um, and then one of the okay, I guess this kind of kind of comes off dealing with rejection is rejection from supporters, man. Because sometimes when your song or your project doesn't do as well as you think it should, it does feel like rejection. I've I've had times where I've had songs that I've been like, this is a big track. This track is going to go crazy. When I did um, a radio with um, Rico Dunn and, and Grim Sickers, I was like, yo, this track is nuts. This track is nuts. Once it drops, it's going to go mad. And we dropped it and it was crickets. And again, to me, that does, it feels like rejection. To, to me, the analogy that I always, I, I, I really feel this is like with a release, it's like you're running up, you're trying to break through a wall, you're trying to break through and you put all your, put all your energy into breaking through this wall and you're running as fast as you can and you hit the wall and the wall does not budge. And if the wall doesn't budge, the energy comes right back. You just, you crumble, man. It, but if you don't break the wall, the wall's going to break you. And you have to then get right back up and you know, start again. You got to go back and then do your run up again. And it takes a lot of energy. And that is part of like um, the release anxiety. Like before release, you're kind of like, oh, I don't know, man. Like I, so I, I, there's people that I know that won't release music because they, they're just not sure how it's going to be received. So they just don't bother. And I get that, man. Um, what, like last, not last year, 2021, I put out a song every week. And part of it was because of that. It was like, how do I get to a, a place here where I don't even, where releasing, it, it becomes, again, it becomes second nature. There can be no release anxiety because I'm doing it so often. I'm just frying these tracks out. So if they do something, they do. If they don't, they don't. There's almost no pressure behind it. How do you... Um, disconnect from the outcome and that was part of the process of doing that so I feel like as a creative you kind of have to d disconnect yourself from the process of once the art you finish the art and you, you give it to the world you you kind of have to not be so hard on yourself and, and expect certain outcomes because nine times out of ten unless you have a really big machine behind you that can you know what I mean push things the way the way you want them to be pushed unless it connects with the people it, i mean you have you almost have no say in what in what the music does in what the art does um on that side of things there's a lot of things you can do practically to make sure that all bases are covered and we'll get into that at a later date but until until you kind of have those like really you've got the strategy down you're going to deal with I don't know what's going to happen with this. And and again, you can have all the strategy down, but the song don't connect with the people for whatever reason. It, it might not be the song's not good. It's just timing. When I dropped Man Made Monster, 
I dropped that in 2018, I think. It's either 2018 or 2019. I can't remember which one. But I remember dropping a track and thinking, yo, this is going to go nuts. And dropping it. And again, people, it didn't go nuts. I'm like, damn, like, I was rapping, rapping. You lot going to sleep on that? Like, all right, cool. Damn. Like, I mean, I'm brushing it off, but at the same time, raw. Like, and then a year later to the date, I released it again put a video out the video put a video out for it a year after it had already been out and people went nuts the probably my most watched video on twitter and it's just like you know what i mean people hit me up oh my god that track's the sickest track i've ever i'm like you I, I put this out a year ago like you didn't why didn't you you didn't like it then again it's just timing man things just don't hit the algorithm at certain times and that's what happens and kind of flipping back to what i was saying earlier comparison comparison is the thief of joy. And a lot of times you're looking at what other people are doing numbers wise and you're thinking to yourself like, why am I not doing what they're doing numbers wise? Like, how how are they hitting these numbers and I'm not hitting those numbers? As a creative, you kind of have to get out of that that mentality, man. You can't, you really, because again, what it's going to do it's going to colour what you do moving forward. You really have to be focused on the art and just, yo, I did my best work. I'm happy with that. If it doesn't do Drake numbers, that's okay. It's just, it. that's that's what it is. And if, you're, if you are, again, if you're really bothered about the numbers, then you need to do some some strategizing and really dig into why why is it not doing the numbers? What are other people doing that you're not doing? And that's when we get into like real pra- the, the real practical side of, of releasing music. Again, we'll get into that. But right now I'm just dealing with the psychology side of it. There's there's so many parts of um this game that you you look around and you're just like, it's hard not to compare yourself with other people. It's really hard because you're seeing other people doing stuff all the time. I'm a watcher, man. I watch everything. I compare numbers. I look at everything, man. Instagram numbers, Spotify numbers, YouTube numbers, any numbers you could think about, I'm looking at the numbers. What I'm not doing, though, is I'm, I, I use it as a guide. I don't I don't look at it like, oh, I'm, I'm better than these people because I'm doing better or they're better than me because they're doing better numbers. I just look at it as a guide and just go, okay, that's... That's the ceiling for that. That's where it could go. So if it could go there, what do I need to do to improve what I'm doing? Like, I'm, I may never be in a position where I drop a YouTube video and it does 50,000 views in a week. I may never be there. Okay, that's cool. But how can I maximise what I can do? Like, how, how can I add another 100? You know what I mean? Like, how can I add another 200? Like... And really just kind of digging into how can I be the best version of me? Am I doing all the things that I'm supposed to do? There's so many times I've seen people release music and it didn't do as well as they wanted it to do. And then we start speaking about what they did in the run up and what they did after. And they did none of the stuff they were supposed to do. So it's almost like, well, you kind of got what you worked for. Um, the music might The music might be amazing, but you didn't really put in the work. On, on the back end or the front end for it to really, for you to maximise what this piece of art could have been. So again, that comes down to 
to, to you, your work rate, and again, some real practical elements of what you need to be doing when it comes to releasing music. And I think once you've got a lot of that stuff down, it almost, it takes away a lot of the anxiety of a release. Uh, for me anyway, because it's like, it's almost like the, the, the night before you're going into school, you ain't done your homework and you got a test. Like you didn't do no revision. And you know what I mean? You sit down for the test and you're, you're like, oh, I, I, you know you're going to do bad because you didn't, you didn't do any work. Whereas when you've really revised, you may still be feeling like, yo, this test is hard. But at the same time, you know you put the work in, you really revised and you know what I mean? It's going to be what it's going to be, but you put the work in. So you you know the outcome's going to be better regardless. So part of that is, of releasing music, is making sure on the practical side, you've done what you're supposed to do. Then I guess the, the, the next part of... <sighs> That like the the psychology side is is why do you want this like why why are you doing this to yourself <laughs> like this isn't easy man i know to some people it comes easy or it feels like it comes easier but it's like mike skinner said man this is the hardest way to make it easy living it's very very tough it's very hard a lot of times it's not as rewarding as we would like it to be so you really have to dig in to why do you want it like what is it about this uh this creative your what is it about your creative endeavor that drives you why do you want it and that's a that's a a, a question only you can answer i think for myself again there's lots of different levels um and sometimes when you answer that question they say like, oh, there's, there's no stupid answers. You know what I mean? There's, there's no stupid. Yeah, there are. There are some really fucking stupid reasons why you could want this shit. And you see it a lot. They don't last. I remember having them, uh, someone messaged me and they were like, yo, um, I want to I wanna become a rapper. I want to put out a mixtape. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, man, what do you, like, what do you need? Um, and they were like, oh, I just need like some studio time um, so I can, yeah, just get my mixtape done. So I was like, all right, cool. Um... Have you have you recorded? Where have you recorded before? Like, where can I hear some of your other music? Oh no, I've never made any music before, but I've got to move out. I need to move. I need to move out. Um, so I just want to make some quick money so I can just um buy a flat. Man, I blocked this person so quick. Like, if you if you don't get the fuck out my DMs where you're chatting shit, like I, I don't know what or who you think you're talking to, but like to me, that that shows somebody who does not understand how any of this works. They've they've turned on youtube or tiktok and seen a few people make it and actually i don't think tiktok was even out when they did that they, they, they've seen a few people make it and thought oh this is an easy way to make money and it could not be further from the truth and i did not have the time or the patience to tell them otherwise so i just blocked them so like, don't talk to me um and there's a is a there's a lot of people like that man i remember having a beef with somebody yeah and it like it turned into a beef and it shouldn't even have been a beef, but it was very similar to that. Someone was telling me, someone had said, yeah, nah, I'm just I'm just really focused on my money right now. So I'm just get, getting his music out there so I can just get my money up. And I must have said, yeah, this ain't that, man. And they got really offended that I said that. And like, to me, as someone who's been in this industry for a very long time, I, I, I don't think I was saying anything controversial, man. I, I, I kind of thought I was being very... 
I don't know, man. I think I was being quite pragmatic and, you know what I mean? Just letting them know, now this is, this ain't how it how it goes. And even if that is how it is going to go, you're not going to be the one to do that because of the position that you're in right now. But they didn't want to hear that. So it comes down to, like, you need to really dig into yourself and really ask yourself those questions. Now, what, I'm, what am I really here for? Because if the answer is I'm only here for the money, I'm telling you, man, there are easier ways for you to make money than to put yourself through this. Like, for real, for real. I'm not saying that money can't be made. Obviously, money can be made. I make money doing this. I've made very good money doing this. But it took me a very long time to get here. And it's like, honestly... I don't think every I don't think everyone has the patience to do this, so I would I would never discourage somebody and go nah do you know what like you're you cannot make money no you can but you've got to be realistic about the amounts you're gonna make and how long it's gonna take you to get here. It, you might get there quicker, you might get lucky. If you do, heavy, but to me that's not really something you should be betting on because to me that's a bad bet. So again, man, just be be realistic about why you want what you want. Um, had a discussion with my good friend Icicle and we were talking about like there's, there's this thing that a lot of underground artists have. I had it for a very long time and still kind of have it really. Um, it's hard to get out of my head, but it's the idea that I want to be successful in music, but I don't want to be famous. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm just, I just want to have good, you know what I mean? But I'm not here, I'm not here for the fame. Okay, um, what, okay, so what there might be is a disconnect in you understanding elements of fame. Yeah, you, you may not want to be famous, you may not want the attention, but the thing you want is success in music means you need lots of people to be listening. And when lots of people start listening to your music, we call that fame. So you really do want it, but you're just you're you're kind of going a, a long way around because for some reason you feel like it's not the the coolest thing to say or to the way to act. The fact of the matter is, a lot of people in the creative world want attention for their art, and that's not a that's not a bad thing. Or I don't see it as a bad thing. You might see it as a bad thing, but the fact is, when I drop a, a, a verse, a freestyle, a song a video, whatever I drop, I want attention for it. I want people to listen. I want people to watch. I want people to engage. The idea of saying, no, nah, I'm just dropping it, man, but I don't want no one to look at it. Like, what are you... All right, cool, bro. You're in the, You're literally doing the wrong things. And it, and if, if it's that deep for you, if you really don't want... You don't want the attention, don't release the music. It, that, it, that's cool. And, and you know what? I know people that do that as well. They make the music literally just for them. And, and some of their friends, you know what I mean? That's, they, they ain't doing it. They're really not doing it for fame. They're doing it because they they have the inclination to want to get this stuff off their chest and, and release it in a creative form. And that's that's all they want it for. They don't want no one to critique it. They don't want none of that. They don't want any of the fame that comes with it. They just want to do it. If that's you, more power to you. That's, that's blessed. Um there's loads of people that have hobbies man there's loads of people that play tennis that ain't trying to be serena williams you know what i mean there's loads of people that do all kinds of things play football on on, on sunday and ain't trying to make it to the premier league so that's super cool but again just be honest with yourself music isn't what i do it's who i am 
and it's almost it's 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 kind of more than music as well. It kind of comes down to this the creative expression. I'm not I, I I don't do creative things. I am a creative person. And I kind of I feel like I need that just to feel my just to be myself. I don't feel like I'm myself if there's certain things I'm not doing. Like there's 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 an idea of myself in my head. And if I'm not doing the the things that hold up that that image of me, I don't feel like me. Right now, I ain't been to the gym for like three months, yeah. Probably more than that actually, if we if we've really been serious about it, like being serious. And I kind of don't really feel like myself because I know that's that's kind of me being in shape is part of my image. Me being a rapper is part of my image. And I don't mean image to other people, I mean my self-image. It's what I've always wanted to be. It's who I've always wanted to be because it's who I am. And as far as a creative, it, it, it all, it's all rolled into one. So making music, whether it be writing, whether it be producing, it, again, it doesn't always have to be hip hop. It can be whatever. You know what I mean, I grew up around all kinds of music. I want to make all kinds of music or be involved in all kinds of music. It, again, it doesn't have to just be music. I like writing um, like scripts and I want to I wanna do uh, films and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So to me, it's like, it's way bigger than just what I do. It's it's who I am. And to me, that's why I do it. I do this stuff because it's just me, man. It's 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 who I am, it's who I want to be, and it's it's what drives me. That's why when 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 people say, yo, yo, this game's hard, man, I'm like, yo, who are you telling? Like, yeah, it's hard, but you know what? I love every second of it, man. I love all of it. I love the the hard bits. I love sometimes the fact that it's hard pause like even excites me even more pause because I'm just like the fact that not everybody can do this is is part of the thrill like if it if it was easy everybody would do it but nah man like it's tough out here but I'm one of the people that's been doing it for time and I'm still out here and um there's there's a lot of pride that comes with that there's a lot of pride to to be in certain places, to be in certain rooms. And I see people and they look at the, we look over at each other and we're like, what? How'd you get in here, man? I'm like, how'd you get in here? Man, we just been working, man. Like facts. Like we made it to the to these to these boardrooms. We made it to these areas that people didn't think we would make it into. But we got there because we worked really hard for it, man. And we didn't give up. Um and again, that's to, to me that that idea like I said you run into that wall you hit it it don't break and you fall down you get up and you do it again the process man I love the process I love the sometimes when I when I do something and it doesn't work I'm kind of happy because it means I get to figure out another way it's like alright cool that didn't work let's, let's, let's do this let's, let's try it try it this way and it's it's all on my terms which again is a beautiful thing I never came into this game being signed and having having a team around me that helped me and, and got me to certain levels. Nah, like, really came from the ground up. There's, when it comes to creating music, which I would say is is my core capability, which is, is, is my skill, there's almost no part of it that I'm not an expert in because I've spent so long doing it. The only two things in music that I cannot do is mix and master. And I can mix okay, but I cannot master. Like, because to me, they're just a, they're a little bit too far. But every other part of this 
industry or this part of creating music I'm efficient in? Again, it's because it, it, it's part of who I am. And I, I love the process so much. And I feel like if you can find yourself in that space, when we talk about the psychology of success, that's a great place to be because it means that this is something I would do whether I got paid or not. It doesn't matter. Like, again, I'm detached from the outcome. Yes, I, I love when a song does really well. I love when we hit the playlist. I love when we do 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 streams. Yeah, I love all that, man. That's wicked. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. But even if I never got any of that, I'd still be doing it because I love the process and I just love doing it. I love making music. And I feel like at the end of the day, once you love what you're doing, you're going to be successful. So even when people tell you, nah, you ain't successful, it's never going to hit you the way they think it's going to hit you because you know why I'm successful? Because I'm doing a thing I love. And no one can take that away from you. And that you, it's, that's, not, that's not contingent on money, that's not contingent on sales, on streams or any of that stuff. You're successful because you're doing the thing that you love. Yeah, anything after that is a bonus. So until next time, stay blessed. And remember, no one else can define your success but you. And success doesn't define you, you define success. So until you find and define yourself, you'll never find success. Peace.